No music today. <clears throat> no, not today. And this isn't going to be a long, long-winded uh, episode either. I'm just uploading uh, a Royal Rumble review, so I thought, well, while I'm waiting for that, and that was a long, rambly thing I did, ramble for the rumble, um, that means I need to change the title, don't I? I need to change it to I Ramble About the Rumble, because that's a great title. There, I ramble about the 2019 Rumble. That works. Okay, that being said, um, I want to talk some hockey with you fine people, because people listening to this podcast are fans of my hockey channel, because I don't promote the podcast on the Entertainment Guy channel, because that's not what this is about. Um, so, you know, this is that time of year where there's a lot of trade speculation. That's why I only did two videos today, on top of watching that insanely long Rumble. There is so much trade speculation on both Sportsnet and TSN right now. It's just, this guy could be traded. This guy could be traded. This team could be really active. Are the Predators all in? Yes. But are they? We don't know. Like, so you'll hear them say, the Predators are all in. They need to win this year. But they don't really need to win this year, so they may not make that sacrifice the future deal. Oh, just admit you're not sure. But again, that doesn't sell clicks, does it? doesn't make people happy. To hear that, yeah, these guys don't normally predict what trades are going to happen. A lot of these trades, um, it's just a matter of, you know, GMA calls GMB and they work it out. And five minutes later, there's a deal. So there is no preamble in a lot of these. Like there's their scouting, but almost any game, you're going to have eight, nine, ten scouts at this time right now. Different teams are scouting different players, four different teams, and you could speculate and go, well, you know, there was a Canuck scout here, so clearly they're scouting this center, this winger. Maybe they're looking at a defenseman or a goaltender. You just don't know. Um, <clears throat> one thing people are talking about coming out of the weekend, and I, I didn't really have a way to do a video on it, is the whole pay Decker thing. So uh, Brianna Decker uh, goes out and, and does a little... Um, performance of the passing uh competition she kind of shows how it works she did the the uh, demonstration uh and she won uh her time was 106 and dry settles was 109 now i'm gonna say this um i i appreciate that there was a a a rally online to get her the money and ccm has agreed to pay her twenty five thousand dollars because she did that and that's great but it's not the same, and I say that not because she didn't do something fantastic, but because she didn't have any pressure. It's just, can you go out and practice? Can you go out and show them how to do this? Yeah, all right. It's not like dry saddle where it's, all right, here's the time you've got to beat, or, you know, you're trying to set the best time, or, you know, those extra three seconds, I don't know. I, I, I want to say that I'd rather have seen her actually take part in it. And the weird thing is that she wasn't an eligible player, and I'm thinking, well, wait. Why was uh, there a woman that was eligible to be in the the, the 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 speed skating part of this for fastest skater, but not like it's it's weird. And then it it calls something else into question. So I understand there's a lot of hockey fans that would say, "Oh, I'd rather not see women at the NHL All Star Game." Okay, maybe maybe the All Star Game because we can all agree that in its current form, it's boring on some level. Definitely meant for little kids casual fans um but if you want to see coin schofield and and uh and decker go out there and do their thing 
why not just open up the all-star game, the skills competition, and just call it the hockey skills competition? Uh, one thing that's made news today is that the American Hockey League all-star skills, uh, their fastest skater was faster than McDavid. Uh-huh. He had a faster lap than McDavid. How amazing would that be to watch, you know, say 10 fastest skaters? They're from all the leagues in North America, men, women, it doesn't matter. And your winner isn't a guy in the NHL. It's a guy in the American League. And how great would it feel for him? Uh, and, and again, you know, I'm just sort of spitballing ideas. And it, it doesn't take away from any of the fun of it. And then the all-star game part, I guess you kind of have to leave it alone. Because you kind of have to leave it alone, I, I guess. But uh, the, the skills part of it, I think they could really open it up and just say, hey, you know, just, just think about it. You go to a Vancouver Giants game and you go, man, that kid skates really fast. Somebody does the time and they go, you know what? He could do a lap of 13.2. We're, we're going to contact the NHL. NHL comes in, they do him, you know, they watch him, they time him, and they go, yeah, he's a really fast skater. And they fly him in for All-Star Weekend. And he goes out there, he dazzles the crowd. He's the fastest skater in North America. And maybe that helps his draft standing. Maybe, maybe he was going to be a second or third rounder and now he's... Got a got a shot at least for late first round, early second. Like I don't know, do something different with it. Have fun with it. Not that everybody wants to see something fun with it, but you know. But yeah, on, on all the websites right now, it's just All Star Weekend everywhere, and talk about stuff I've already talked about or trades that haven't happened. Because, again, and this happens every year, you're waiting for that first team to make that big deal. You're waiting for that first big trade. That first team that goes, all right, we're all in. We've talked to the Detroit Red Wings, Gustav Nyquist. We're going to give them a so-and-so prospect. We're going to give them a first-round draft pick. And we're going to throw them this as well. Here we go. So the announcement comes out. Nyquist has now moved to, say, Nashville, Winnipeg, wherever. Now the arms race is on. Now the other teams have to make a move as well. We're not in that position. And when I see uh, things like Jets are back in on Derek Broussard, all I go is, yay. Um, I don't see Broussard as, as a guy who necessarily moves the needle in the West. I don't look at Derek Broussard and say, well, you know, the Jets with Derek Broussard. Then they definitely win the Stanley Cup. No, I don't. Um, I'm kind of surprised that Broussard would move again. He's moved quite a bit. And when you see guys moving that much, there's a flaw there. Either they don't score enough, there's a, a competitive issue, or they're overpaid. There's something somewhere that teams keep just saying, nah, he's out of here. And that seems to be where we're at with Broussard. And that's going to happen because teams want to hold on to good players. Like One of the things I thought was funny was uh, Bob McKenzie on TSN's talking about Andreas Athanasiu and how his name's been out there as possible trade target. I hear that and I think, no, Detroit's not going to trade Athanasiu. Sure enough, next thing Bob says is, I asked Detroit and they said no. Yeah, because he's their most dynamic goal scorer and he's 24 years of age. The hell would you trade him for in the middle of a rebuild? You're trading veterans, you're trading overpriced guys, you're trading guys who are rentals. You're not trading Athanasiu, and if he doesn't get take, get along with his coach, who cares? He's scoring a ton of goals and points, and he's playing well. There's no way. He's he's not going anywhere. So that's why I don't report on that stuff on my channel outside of, you know, during the Nylander thing. Yeah, I talked about it because it was really out there. 
that if the if the Leafs didn't get Nealander signed by X date, then they were going to listen to some offers. Just imagine if he had signed that deal that he got with the Leafs with Carolina, and the Leafs got back, say, Hamilton or Falk or whoever, right? You know, top four defensemen. And then Nylander went to Carolina and scored one goal in 21 games. Just imagine Leaf fans and how excited they would have been. And, you know, uh, how, how frustrating that would have been for fans of Carolina. So, yeah, I, I, can't, I, I, I can't do videos on all the, the, the stuff that they, they, talk, they talk about when it comes to the trade speculation. Because, honestly, when they talk about the trade bait board which they have on TSN where they rate the top 40 most likely traded. Uh, and it's top, four, top 40 most likely to get traded and the guys with the highest interest or value. And sometimes when I look at the guys they assign high value to, I think that's not going to get much of a return. Or uh, they'll have somebody with a really low value, and I'll think, well, geez, he's more valuable than that guy. So, again, you know, I, at one point, I had the board set up about a month ago where I was going to do the, the trade bait thing and I had the top 10 guys on there and I thought, ah, oh, screw it. Because then it just turns into pure speculation. Yes, people will watch it. Yeah, it stirs a debate, but I don't really have much interest in it. And it would show when I just point at the board and go, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what this guy's worth. Because uh, the market hasn't been set yet. We need that first team to set the market. That first team to say, this year, this is what we're paying for these rentals. And I think, you know, the rental price is usually higher than expected. I think this year will be no different because the speculation right now is that there's more sellers than buyers. That's not a thing. Uh, there are always a lot of buyers and the number of sellers is not usually that high. Just, I think what's gone on in the media is that they've looked at certain teams and gone, well, clearly they're going to be sellers. And I, I don't think clearly that's the case vancouver they were expected to be sellers no not so much carolina expected to be sellers i don't think they are st louis expected to be sellers probably not again until these teams fall out of the playoffs by more than five or six points you're not going to sell off a bunch if you're in the running if you can make that playoff money so we'll see we'll see what happens but i think there's going to be some selling soon and I, I think that while we're going to see a team like you know in st louis for instance could very well get rid of a veteran at the deadline but it, it may not be in a selling capacity in that they're not losing anybody that's going to affect their ability to win which means that it's damaged goods going the other way however it's damaged it's damaged on the st louis front so uh <clears throat> i expect a busy deadline because they're always busy i don't expect a lot of big names to move I know Panarin's out there. I, I can't see Columbus making that move while they're still in a position where they could be first in their division and they could potentially win around for the first time in their in their history. I I just don't. I don't think you you sacrifice a season where you could potentially win around. You don't trade your best your your best forward and your franchise goaltender. And he is a franchise goaltender to Columbus. I understand that since he's never won around, other teams' fans would say, oh, he's not a franchise goaltender until he wins something. For Columbus, he is. Um, and you don't trade that if if you're in a position to win this year. It's just, it's, it's a bad idea. Uh, so I, I can't see Columbus selling off at the deadline. I just can't see it. It doesn't make any sense. So I, I can't do a video where I talk about it when... 
I look at the board, I look at the standings, and I go, geez, you know, if I'm Yermo Kekalainen, I'm saying I have a chance to do something special this year. I might be looking to rent at the deadline because then I can go to Panarin Bobrovsky after the deadline and go, you guys are still here because we want you to stay. Now, what's it going to take to get you guys to stay? Okay, Panarin, you don't want to stay for eight years. How does three sound? We're going to make you a three-year offer. It doesn't have to hang over your head. Panarin signs a three-year deal, and it's done. The, the one thing with Panarin was he didn't know if he wanted to stay long-term in Columbus, and it's turned into this big thing, and he doesn't want to stay there at all. And the only thing I've heard is he's not sure if he wants to commit long-term to, to Columbus. So if he's willing to sign a two- or a three-year deal there, sign him to a two- or three-year deal. Kick that can a couple years down the road. It, it doesn't make any sense to tear a team apart just because a guy doesn't want to stay for eight years. It doesn't make much sense to me. So we'll see what they do. But uh, I think the trade deadline is going to disappoint some people. And I, I think that uh, we're going to see more of the minor mid-level deals. Uh, think along the lines of the Tanner Pearson trade, or he goes to Pittsburgh. Think along that line. Think along the lines of how Marcus Patterson went to Pittsburgh and Sprong goes to Anaheim, that kind of thing. Uh, we may see some young guys like, you know, Pugliarvi moving would make a lot of sense because he's just not, not working out in Edmonton and you've got to get something for him while he still has value. So that would make sense. The interesting thing is who's pulling the trigger on that? Is it going to be Keith Gretzky? Is, is Gretzky does, does Keith Gretzky have to talk to somebody else before he makes the move? What happens there? And then who takes the blame when that trade doesn't work out? If Pugliarvi goes somewhere else and he just explodes and becomes this tremendous scorer. Going to be interesting because now that Chiarelli's gone, they can't blame Chiarelli anymore. Let me know your thoughts. Uh, go ahead and throw a comment on here. And, uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for your attention and for listening. I'm going to go ahead and end this here because I promised you guys it wasn't going to take that long. And it's not going to. Um, appreciate all the support. Very excited about moving into a new set in a month which means, of course, moving into a new house and uh, excited to have some space because I am tired of having all of this crap and not having anywhere to organize it or any way to organize it. And I keep buying more crap because I'm, I'm stupid and I should stop. But I see deals on eBay. I'm like, oh, that's a really good deal. And I buy it and then I get it and it's in a box and I go, well, I don't know what to do with this. So I just leave it in the box and put it in the corner here. Yeah, it's out of control, but it's going to be amazing on the new set whole new design um i've i've thrown up a couple videos about it on patreon just on how uh, excited i am about the new design and some ideas i have so there you go uh thank you guys for for your time and i'll talk to you again soon